In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the Sacrament. Amen. Our first reading and our Gospel are quite connected, so we'll look at the second reading first, before then tackling the first reading and the Gospel in that order. Our second reading continues from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. He uses a similar metaphor to what we saw earlier this year in Colossians. You should put away the old self and put on the new self. Just like today, in the time of Paul, too, clothing determined one's status and identity. In fact, it's why baptism back in the first centuries involved taking off all clothing and then donning new clothing after it ended. Many agree that the metaphor Paul uses here is reminiscent of baptism. Shifting gears now, we move back to our first reading, passage from Exodus. The people of Israel are grumbling in the desert because they have no food. And they look back on Egypt with longing because, as they say, at least there we sat by our flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. They place the blame squarely on Moses for leading them out of Egypt. The people of Israel are saying, hey, at least when we were slaves, we had something to eat. In response to their grumbling, the Lord God tells Moses that he's going to provide food for them in the desert. And according to the story, that food takes the form of quail in the evening and fine flakes like hoarfrost in the morning. We know this as the miracle of the quail and the manna. Now, the origin of the word manna is interesting, and we see its origin in our first reading this weekend. When the Israelites see this miraculous bread that appeared on the ground overnight in the desert, they ask, what is it? Or, more literally, since the Hebrew language can have sentences with only an implied form of the verb to be, they say, what it? In Hebrew, manhu. This manhu, over time, became the basis for manha, mana, which is how it's, of course, referred to today. The appearances of both the mana and the quail can be explained by naturally occurring phenomenon in the Sinai Peninsula. There's a type of insect there which interacts with trees such that a juice is brought forth from the tree. It congeals or hardens in the cool of the night, leaving a substance that's sweet, being rich in sugar and carbs. This substance can then be gathered and baked into bread. Furthermore, migratory birds from Africa or the Mediterranean can be blown towards the Sinai Peninsula. And often, when they are, they're so exhausted from this journey that people can walk right up to them and catch them by hand. Well, it's of course possible that God simply sent the manna and the quail apart from these naturally occurring phenomena. The main point of the miracle here is that God provides for his people in their need, doing so whether in a supernatural or a natural way. And the fact that God provided just enough for them further illustrates the miracle. Speaking of miracles, our gospel falls on the heels of the multiplication of the loaves and fish in John's gospel. You'll remember that we heard that gospel at last weekend's Mass. Now the crowd is following Jesus and asking him to perform another sign. What's behind this? Well, a common belief among Jewish people at the time of Jesus was that when the Messiah came again, he would reintroduce the giving of the manna from heaven. This is why they quote for Jesus, He gave them bread from heaven to eat, as they ask for a sign. But Jesus reminds them that Moses wasn't the one who gave the bread. As he says, my father gives you the true bread from heaven. And here, immediately following that line, we have a cleverly ambiguous verse from John. Jesus says, for the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven. But the text in Greek could also be translated as, 
For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven. Both are likely implied here, because as Jesus says just a bit later, I am the bread of life, and the bread of life that comes down from heaven is Jesus himself. Lastly, there's a number of parallels here between this scene in John chapter 6 and the scene of Jesus with the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4. For example, both say, sir, as well as, give us. The Samaritan woman asks for this drink, while the crowd here asks for this bread. We're seeing unfold before us how Jesus is both the living water to drink and the bread of life to eat. The main difference between these two scenes, though, is how Jesus is showing himself greater than those who came before him. The Samaritan woman wondered if Jesus was greater than Jacob, who drank from this well. And now the crowd here is wondering if Jesus is greater than Moses, who gave bread from heaven. So that's it. That's your Sunday set up for this 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year B. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.